What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to yet another episode of Sheehan's World. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to what I have to say. Today, I have a very special guest hopping into the world. He's a four-time MLL All-Star. He was the number one overall pick in the 2003 MLL Draft. He is the 2003 Tuartin Award winner, ACC Male Athlete of the Year, ACC Player of the Year, and also earned the nation's top midfielder award that year. He was also a member of the 2003 NCAA Division I's Men's Lacrosse Championship Team, Virginia Cavaliers. And he was also a three-time All-American in college and also in high school. Also the captain of the Virginia Cavaliers team, just to add that. So a mouthful from my intro. <laughs> I am happy to have step into my world, Chris Rotelli. Chris, how are you doing? Ryan, I'm doing well. Thank you for the very nice intro. It's, You're it's... welcome. <laughs> I would add all the stats and everything else in there, but it would probably take up the bulk of the show. We have, <laughs> we have too much to talk about. So, Chris, as I told you before I started the show, I always ask my guests where they're from and, you know, what they're currently doing in life. So can you just start uh, by doing that for me? Yeah, absolutely. I am from... Uh... East Providence, Rhode Island, grew up in a little town called Rumford. And uh, uh, now I live in San Francisco. Um, I'm, I coach lacrosse and I own my own lacrosse company called Advanced Lacrosse. And we, we host lacrosse camps and tournaments and we operate travel teams in, uh, in five cities in Northern California and also up in Seattle, Washington as well. So I'm still very involved in the game and, uh, and love what I do. I love that. Yeah, I forgot to mention um, you are the founder of Advanced Lacrosse, as you can see with this hat right here. This is my favorite hat. It's on my head every day, I promise. I love that. Good. Yeah, it, it's it's always on my head. I'm, I'm surprised it's not glued. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just got to, you know, find out how how did, um you know, did you fall in love with lacrosse? How did that all start for you? You know, it's there's there's definitely a lot of uh, tradition and history behind it. So how did you um, really first get involved with it? You know, my my dad was the first one to introduce me to the game. He had played uh, growing up. He also played uh, lacrosse in college at Brown for one year. He was a two-sport athlete in college. He played, uh, played lacrosse and hockey, and he ended up just playing hockey his final three years there. But, you know, he gave me my first stick. I still remember the moment when he gave it to me. It was like a light purple brine shotgun was the, was the model. And man, I, I loved that stick. And uh, I was about, you know, it was like right around, I was in third grade. And so he sort of taught me how to play catch. And I went over to um, uh, a school in Providence called Moses Brown. And we, he put me in this lacrosse program called mini lacrosse and it was lacrosse just for like little kids my age and so um i remember i remember some of those practices i remember the first time i got hit went to pick up a ball and mike gilbain came out of nowhere and, and hit me as hard as he could i fell on the ground and you know it's funny you know but that was, those were some of my first memories in the game but you know my dad was a very big part in in teaching me lacrosse and and helping me the whole way through so what 
like, what was the play style of lacrosse when you first started? You know, it's like what we'll get into in a little bit, it's looking a little bit different now, but what, what was that like? It was it, you know, hard hitting bigger pads, everything like that. Well, um, you know, hmm, the game, I'd say the game was more, um, it's probably more, it was more one-on-one and more freelance than maybe it is today where like it's, it's, there's more coaching today. The, the big difference in today's game versus when I was playing, I just fast forward to like say high school and then up even into college at Virginia was um, there was really not a lot of picking. You wouldn't pick on the ball that much. You do some picking off ball, but it was really a lot about, you know, a one-on-one dodge, draw slide and move the ball. So it was like this, and that's still a big part of the fundamentals of the game today, but what's what's different today is you see a lot of the you know box lacrosse influence where there's just a ton of picking on ball and off ball and so there's now different formations that people will play in which didn't really exist you know when I back then it was more you'd play in a you know two three one two 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 or one four one formation and now you know there's pairs offense there's and there's a lot there's just lots of different new ways that um, you can play, but the fundamentals are still the same, you know, Mm -hmm. to be a great lacrosse team, you need to pass and catch really well. You need to shoot well and, and you still need to be able to draw a slide and, and, and pass the ball. Um, But, you know, they're now, you know, coaches are creating different ways to draw that slide rather than just having to kind of run by somebody one-on-one. Right. Right. So, Talking about team, um, I want to get into the experience you had with uh, the Virginia Cavaliers and also being the Tawaritan Award winner. So, first of all, what was the experience like um, being a part of that team? And what what was that moment when uh, your name was called or you found out that you were going to win, you know, the highest awards you can get in lacrosse? Well, that, yeah, great question. I mean, the experience of being on that Virginia team, one of the greatest experiences of my life, not just that year, but the, all four years at UVA, it was a dream come true. Growing up, all I wanted to, all I wanted to do was play college lacrosse. You know, the first time I went to a final four, I was in eighth grade and I fell in love with college lacrosse really at that moment. It was, uh, you know, I was like, I, I want to do this. And I was sort of on a mission to get there. And so the whole four years of Virginia was really like a dream come true. And we had the greatest, I had the greatest teammates, greatest coaches. We had, we had really successful teams, went to three final fours. So it was just a terrific experience. Um, and I loved every minute of it. Senior year, which is the year we finally won a national championship and I won the Torathon Award, mm-hmm. was a little different because it's, it's your last year. And so when you're at a great team like Virginia, you sort of like, yeah, whether you admit it or not, you sort of, I think, think you're going to win one at some point because they've been so successful. And then finally you get to your last year and it's like, oh no, like, uh, you know, it's now or never. So we got really serious that year and we worked as hard as we possibly could. We made some sacrifices to ensure we could be even better. Um, and, and it paid off big time, you know? And so um, the, you know, winning the award was sort of like, you know, it's kind of like the icing on the cake. We had won the national championship a week before that award ceremony. 
And so in that week from the national championship to the Touraton, I was also drafted number one overall in the pro league. Mm-hmm. And then there were some other all American awards and then it was the Touraton. And I honestly didn't, I, I, I didn't expect to win it. Um, there's a great, one of the greatest college lacrosse players of all time, maybe the greatest, a guy named Mike Powell yep. won, won the Touraton award the year before um, which was Mike Powell's sophomore year. Okay. So then Mike Powell's junior year, he was one of the finalists and that was my senior year. And uh, so when they read off my name, you know, Mike Powell like went up to get to accept it. (laughs) So it was a little bit of a surprise, I think. Um, But, you know, it was a surreal moment. I remember feeling very humble and very grateful and, I went up on stage and I thanked a lot of people and uh, you know, but it was a really weird feeling because it's not like a, wasn't like a jump out of your seat, like go crazy moment. Mm-hmm. It was like a real humbling feeling because you know that it's not just for you. Like for me, it was, that's an award for my team. Yeah. And I was, I felt like I was able to re- like accept it for the whole team and I just, I, I felt, you know, this real, very humbled and like, um, uh, and fast. Anyway, Mike Powell did win the Touraton Award that next year. So I, yeah. on the list of awards, it's Mike Powell, Chris Rotelli, Mike Powell. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> and, and that must be so cool to be in, in, you know, in the middle of that run that Mikey Powell also had, you know. Oh, yeah, he I, I've, dude, I got to play three years with you know against him in college man he was dynamic he was a great defenseman brett hughes was able to kind of cover him a little bit like but mike powell would still have moments where he he'd go you know just do a split dodge and you know he'd just go he was so quick so quick it was it was kind of you couldn't like cover him and so you had to just try to contain him and at times we did an okay job with it. At times we, we couldn't, he was incredible, fun to watch, fun to play against. I was able to play with his brother, Ryan on the San Francisco dragons. Ryan's also just great player, great teammate, great leader. And, and Casey is phenomenal too. So just really special family. Definitely one of the greatest to ever play the game. Yeah, definitely. Very, very, very talented. Um, I actually ended up watching like um, a little like, documentary of mikey powell on youtube Uh um it was super cool to watch i mean the guy was just stellar i mean you just couldn't stay with him at all it's just like everything you said yeah um, and you know unbelievable could have if you wanted to be he certainly could have played pro lacrosse for 20 years like casey did and he could but he chose to go a totally different direction now he's a musician and an artist and he he uh he makes music and he does a lot of woodworking and you know, that's what he wanted to do. So yeah, really unique, unique personality. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you had actually mentioned um, when you were talking about that whole 2003 season, um, how you were drafted first overall. So when you were um, first drafted and you know, you're trying to get yourself situated in the league, what was that first experience like? Because the MLL at that point wasn't that big and it wasn't as, you know, as huge yet. So what was it like trying to also be a part of growing the game? 
Yeah, it was. Um, well, when I went into the MLL, there were six teams and the level of play was insane. Everybody was so good. Every team was so stacked. I mean, it was the best players in the world playing against each other every week. And it was competitive. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, that first year, you know, for me, it was more like, I mean, I was a little, honestly, I, I was not, my focus that year was on winning a national championship. And so when that happened, like I needed to take a deep breath and sort of like, um, but the pro season started a week after the championship game ended. And so there was literally went right into it. So you're, it was kind of like, you just sort of riding a wave from the national championship through that summer. And, um, but it was a great experience. I, I love my time. You know, that first year in Bridgeport was extremely fun. We, we, I was on, you know, the worst team. Um, so we didn't win a ton of games, but it was, uh, that league was crazy back in those days when it was just six teams. I mean, it was out of control. There were fights, like there was like a lot of talking and like really hard play. They let a lot go, so it was very physical and like yep. they would kind of let people fight at times. It was it was like out of control. And then you'd go out after the games and everybody's like a best friend. And so it was like you'd play this crazy competitive game and then, you, you know, you'd meet up after the game and have a great night and everybody would kind of go their own way and you'd do it all over again the next week. So that was sort of like the MLL in the early days. Which it seems like it was a great time to be a part of. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, who, good who, I mean, to be a part of a, a time of a league where you can really get away with any type of hit you want <laughs> or do yeah, whatever you want. Kind so. of <laughs> it was kind of encouraged. But, you yeah, know, that that was it was I feel lucky to be a part of the those early pro lacrosse seasons. Um, very what, cool. what was the all-star games like they i actually remember to going to one of them when they were at the harvard stadium yep. i think it may have been 2010 it might have been yep. that all-star I'll game that one. yeah yep um so what were those like competing in those there was a bunch of different stuff uh they tried to do the skills competition fastest shot everything yeah, it was, it was fun. It was, uh, you know, less pressure than a normal game because it's just an all-star game. So there's, there's not as much on the line. Everybody wants to play well, but it's also a, a bit more relaxed. You know, you're not mm-hmm. going to try to kill somebody in an all-star game. Everybody's out there just trying to play well and, and probably have a good time. The skills competition was cool. You know, they asked me to do the skills competition one year when it was, we were in Denver, I think it was 2000 and uh, it might've been 2006, um, 2005. And uh, they asked me to do it. And I said, yes, even though I didn't really have any idea what I was going to do. And <laughs> I, I really still had no idea what I was going to do when we got to halftime and that's when they did the competition. And so, you know, finally, right before it's my turn, I, I went up to my coach, Jimmy Mulay was his name. And I went up, I was like, Jimmy, I got nothing, man. What should I do? And he goes, well, just, uh, why don't you go like jump from the side of the goal, turn around, like pump fake through your legs and just throw it over your shoulder and see what happens. <laughs> so I, uh, all right, I, I, I'll try that. And I went up and I tried it and I did it. And, and it just sort of like, 
it hit a, it went in and it hit a corner yeah. and it was the first one that went in and the crowd went wild and it was like this giant eruption and I ended up winning the skills competition and, uh, and I had absolutely no idea what I was going to do like three <laughs> before I went out there and did it. So that was, uh, pretty fun. Talk about just, you know, uh, coming up with it on the spot and <laughs> throwing something at a wall and see what sticks basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so throughout your time, you know, going through the league, um, you were able to, obviously take what you learned and start your own teams. Um, obviously when you first started them, they weren't called advanced lacrosse. Um, they were a different name. I just can't remember at the time um, right now, but after learning everything and being able to do that, um, what was that like for you? Just being able to, you know, start your own lacrosse business, get your own teams going. Yeah. You know, I started, it all comes back to, you know, coaching and, and I just, I fell in love with coaching, you know, while I was playing, you know, I would work at lacrosse camps for me growing up, I would go to lacrosse camps as a kid and it was a really positive experience. You know, that's where I really learned a lot about the game. I, I, I met people I, I looked up to and, and who really helped me. And, uh, and so I always, I think I always felt like, you know, when I started coaching, I always felt good about sort of giving back because it was such a positive experience to me. Mm-hmm. So at, when I graduated, I started my own lacrosse camp and, uh, and, you know, I just love, I love coaching and, um, you know, I really like helping people and I feel like lacrosse is something I could, I could, I, I could make a really positive impact. And so, you know, it wasn't a big master plan. I was always sort of had other jobs and I would do, but I would do my lacrosse camp each summer. Mm-hmm. And then, um, around 2009, um, um, I started our, my first team and it was called the golden state Titans. And it was one team. Um, and, and it was, you know, for the same reason, I just, I loved coaching and, um, but it just, it kind of grew organically, you know, and it started with one camp and then it turned into, you know, 20 camps and it started with one team and now it's turned into 60 teams in six um, cities, but it all just comes back to that. You know, for me, it's like a passion of, for, for helping people and also a passion for lacrosse. So this sort of puts both of those things together and, you know, it's been fun, like being passionate, really enjoying what I do. You know, there was prior to going full in on advanced lacrosse, I was working in real estate or doing other things. And, um, you know, I just, I always kept coming back to just, you know, really, you know, that experience coaching was, was something I really valued. And so, yeah, I feel lucky to be able to do something I enjoy and it's still a lot of work, but I enjoy it and feel like we get to do some good. Yeah. Kind of, we try to use lacrosse, not just to, you know, teach the game, but also to teach boys how to turn into good young men and teach a lot of life skills through lacrosse. And so, you know, uh, we, we love what we do. I would definitely say um, the experience I had when I went out there and did your camps were unbelievable. So I am a person who can attest to those camps, but yeah, with everything that you've been doing, I mean, I follow your guys' social pages. I mean, to me, it seems like with you and what you guys are doing, you're really making um, a big impact for lacrosse on the West Coast because 
um, during, you know, when you, when you first started, what, what was like West Los, uh, West coast lacrosse? Was it, uh, even really existent at, at the time you started? Yeah. Um, I, I moved to California in 2004. Uh, there was definitely lacrosse going on well right. before that, but it was smaller. And, yeah, yeah, okay. um, as people, more people moved from the East coast after college to the West coast and they grow up and they have kids, They've all, they've all sort of got their kids playing. And so the youth rec lacrosse has really grown since I've been from 2004 to now. Like lacrosse is so much bigger today than it was when all this was getting started. So um, I think from that perspective, our timing was just good. And that was just kind of lucky. And, you know, the MLL has a lot to do with it too, because the MLL, you know, moved teams, dead teams out West. So that was how I ended up in San Francisco. Um, I wanted to live in California and the MLL expanded West. And so I got myself on the San Francisco team and, and that brought a lot more lacrosse people to this area and, and kind of threw some more fuel on the fire. But, you know, lacrosse is a great game. And I think once you, yeah. once you play it, you know, it's sort of in your blood and it stays with you. And, uh, and so as more and more people who grew up playing the game have moved West, they're just, they have been the ones to help this game continue to grow because they want their kids to play. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, the game will continue to grow and, um, and get bigger and bigger. Um, Cause it, it's just, I think it's the greatest team sport and most people who play it agree. Yeah. I'd have to agree with you and talk about it being in your blood. I mean, when I first picked up a stick, I mean, I started playing because, you know, I saw you play and I saw, you know, all these other family members play and I was like, damn, like, I, I want to play now. So like when I first started and I really got into it, I was like, wow, like this is an unreal sport. Like I wanted to play it all the time. So like definitely lacrosse, like it is one of those sports. I mean, I've, even when I get my friends involved, like I've had my friends just pick up a stick and, you know, pass the ball with me now, like when I get them involved, they don't even want to stop. It's just yeah. like, once people actually like, get involved with the game they see how you know fun it is and how special it can be um but yeah definitely um out in the west coast i have you know definitely seen that growth even over the past like 10 years when you know i probably started like uh, when i was back in eighth grade so like a while ago but when i first started really getting interested in lacrosse i never really um you know saw how big it was out here i always saw how big it was like on the East coast, but out there, I never saw it. So it's, it's really interesting to see um, like the development of it and the growth of it, like live. Um, Because even you have, you have a a lot of connections with also with big brands. So uh, you guys do tournaments now too, correct? Yep. And uh, you also are involved in um, the big um, national games, the, uh, what is it called? The all American games also, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, We, yeah, we run a tournament in Lake Tahoe. We run a tournament in, uh, in Santa Cruz. And then we, uh, we're, uh, help manage the Pacific North region for the, uh, the Nike, uh, nationals event, which is the all America games you're referring to. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like what I've seen with what you're doing lacrosse and like how advance has been, been able to help with that growth. It's, it's really unbelievable to see that. 
Oh, um, thanks, so. man. Well, you know, it's it's just the game, you know, and we're we try to be good shepherds of it and and do the best we can, and you know, um, and it's our business too. So you know, we're just we 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 do what we can, but you know, it's the, it's just the game is the re, you know the the reason why this will continue to grow. Yeah, definitely, and the sort of game it is, and you know how Americans love fast-paced uh, physical sports. It it should definitely uh, find a home as being a major sport here, um, but. As we're coming towards the end of the show, I actually want to ask you, what is your current thoughts on the state of the cross with the ML, MLL, their operations merging with the PLL? I think that's a really fantastic thing for the game. The two pro leagues, it's just there's not enough to support two. And I think for the consumer, the casual fan, it's probably kind of confusing. But the PLL has done a phenomenal job, you know, sort of improving upon what major league lacrosse started mll really got the whole thing going with pro lacrosse you know and and the nll did as well obviously the indoor game but just talking outdoor for now you know the mll got it started but it sort of stalled it was never able to go from like here to here you know they could never quite get past like where they were on the exposure side of it whether it was television coverage or just people going to games, you know, never really got more than like five to 8,000 people to a game consistently. There'd be times when they could get 20 to mile high stadium for 4th of July, but they just, I don't know. And, and so Paul and Mike Rabel, you know, felt like they could do it better. And, uh, and to their credit, they absolutely have, you know, it's mm-hmm. pretty incredible what they have done in, in that short period of time to, to get the games on NBC sports and, and what they're, what they're doing with on the production side of it and, and through social media, it's just like, it's, it's kind of light years from what the MOL was able to do. And so yeah. that's why I think the state of the game right now is really good, especially for pro lacrosse, because you're going to have one league putting out a great product. It'll be widely available on NBC and other places. And so I, I'm, I think it's already pulled in more casual fans. Yeah. And so the hope is that that continues. And when we get out of the pandemic, there'll be a lot of people who will actually go to games. So um, I think it's a really exciting time for the game um, on the high school and, and rec side. It's an interesting time. Um, the game has grown, but it's also, you know, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of people in it. And some of that stuff is sort of overlapping or confusing. So I think at the high school and the rec side of it and the club side, there probably needs to be, um, you know, there might be a little too much club stuff going on right now. Just, Mm -hmm. I think from the player's perspective, like less could be more, but we're, you know, it's, that's just part of the natural natural evolution too. So I I think the game's in a good place. And, you know, right now we're coming out of this pandemic and uh, lacrosse for kids has been one of the most positive things they've had over the last 12 months. Kids have not really been in school. They're not playing other sports and, and the social, you know, and the physical, like, like it's lacrosse has been a great vehicle for mental health in kids over the last 12 months. Mm. It's been a great vehicle for social interactions and friendships. And of course the physical ones where you just, you're, you're out, you're working out and, you, and you're getting better. And so, you know, I think sports over the last 12 months have really like, you know, 
shown not just how much we love to play them, but it's really illustrated the other parts of why, why playing sports is so important for the whole development of a person. And, and it's, it's all that stuff that kids weren't really getting that they were able to, to get through lacrosse over the last 12 months. So, you know, I think the game's in a really good place. Yeah. I would have to agree. Like the way it's going um, and what the rebels are wanting to do. Um, they're definitely, you know, wanting to go to the moon with it. I mean, the first thing that they did right was getting that huge TV deal. So, I mean, as soon as they got that, everything kind of sort of fell into place for them. And now that the two leagues um, are merging together, the amount of unreal talent that's going to just exist in the PLL is unreal. Like you have Thompson coming into there and all these other guys just switching over like Cockerton. And I mean, there's just going to be a bunch of guys that I join the PLL hopefully and just even take it to a higher level. Um, and which will also get the casual fan going. It's very similar actually to the early days of major league lacrosse when there were only six teams, because you've got all that talent consolidated. I mean, that those early days, MLL, when it was six teams, the level of play was just as good as the PLL is today. And it's just, uh, you know, and so now it's going to be like that again. You've got all of these great players funneling into what seven teams, I think. So it's um, it's going to be fun to watch, and there'll be there won't be a home for everybody. It's going to be very competitive. Yeah, yeah, I I'm super excited for the upcoming PLL season and for the future for them. And yeah, it, it's definitely exciting. Lacrosse is definitely taking off, and I think um, it's definitely in a good place right now. Um, so we are coming towards the end of the show. Um, I just wanted to thank you so much for coming on. This was no, so much pleasure. fun. We had a, a great conversation and, you know, got to um, dip into the lacrosse world because I have not had that on the show yet. So that was definitely awesome. But before we leave, can you just do me a favor and, you know, plug where everyone could find you or find, you know, Advance or whatever you want to put on here, just put on there. Oh, yeah, sure, Ryan. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on. It was a lot of fun talking to you, and I really appreciate you uh, you having me. But it's, yeah, advancedlacrosse.com, A-D-V-N-C, lacrosse.com, or you find us on um, Instagram or Facebook or Twitter at Advanced Lacrosse. So thank Sweet. you very much. Of course, of course. And thank you again for coming on. And for everyone that listened, I hope that you can take a look at the PLL because it's going to be unbelievable. I'm telling you, I've been trying to brag about this to my friends and get them to watch. So please take a look. And then also I want to give a quick shout out to LVDV clothing brand. They are a new um, up and coming clothing brand out of Boston. Also check out their collab with Chris Sapp, who is an up and coming musician out of Boston. Thank you so much for everyone for stepping into my world. Hope to have you step in next time. Peace out, everybody.